Hey, what's up on this episode? I sit down with my good friend, John Morales. We talk about his current bands, uh, his previous bands, just about him growing up, starting to get, go to shows and like getting into the subculture of punk and hardcore. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't uh, talked to him in a long time. So in the beginning, there might be like a 15 uh, minute thing where we talk about both of us uh, getting pets or me getting a cat for the first time and him, him uh, adopting a dog and uh, getting a nice surprise uh, after adopting that dog. So there's like 15 minutes of that. So if you don't, if you do not want to hear that shit, I mean, you can fast forward up to there, but I it's, there's some pretty funny stuff there and stuff you'd probably find interesting. So yeah, uh, the beginning was shark tooth uh, that was lifted. Uh, well, that, the portion of the song I played, that's from one of his, one of the bands that he played in. And uh, at the end, we'll play a, a song from one of his newer bands from their upcoming release. So listen to the episode, check out the song at the end. Hope you like it. Anyway, she started rolling on the floor. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it is like on her back. I was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> then uh, I kind of like tapped my foot, like at her, like you know, like you know, nudged at her, like, "Is is everything okay?" And then she got up, and then she started walking. But it, I thought she hurt her her one of her like legs or something because I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's walking weird." And then she just kept rolling, and. Then, oh. Oh like making weird noises i was like oh god like what is happening <laughs> oh no. and then, like yeah and then she was just acting really weird and i got kind of concerned and i called adam and i facetimed him because i was like look i want you to see what's happening and let me know if this is normal and then he was like oh no she's in heat i was like what he's like yeah and i was like fuck <laughs> oh man well, what did you think initially was happening my cat my baby is done yeah exactly dude oh, i was so eyes. concerned i never want to have a child because i <laughs> i would never want to see my child sick because i'd like lose yeah. sleep and feel like dying I, I currently uh my partner and i have four dogs fuck <laughs> <laughs> we so have do you, four dogs yeah. so it's like never it's never like a boring day but oh hell yeah situations where <laughs> one of them is like sick or just like feeling out of the ordinary i like just like what the fuck yeah for sure and then you got to take them all out so, at the same time to go to the restroom, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. They're all, like, out in the living room right now. So uh, I tried soundproofing as best as possible. Oh, that's fine. If, but, if oh, my God. Pet sounds are encouraged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You said you were a first-time cat owner, so. Yeah. I'd never had a cat in my life, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't even know. I was real nervous at first, and it's funny because, like, uh she's a litter from one of the cats at yerb so yerb like has these two cats that like live there and then she's had two litters already and then uh it's a black cat and then a white and black like patterned cat and then i think the the parents of that one was like a, a bigger black cat anyways there's this is the second litter of one of the daughters whatever the og <laughs> yerb cat mom whatever yeah, yeah. and then uh I picked her up. I brought her home. Well, I picked her up from, from, from my friend Rick, who, who was running the place. He had them at home. He was taking care of them, and he was giving them to friends and stuff. 
and then i was like dude i want a black one but if you have a girl because i want a black cat like a girl though and he was like oh i only have a boy i was like okay fuck it so i picked um they because yeah, i guess they weren't i wasn't sure what you know <laughs> if it was a boy or girl so then I, I i brought i brought them like home and then i bought a litter box i bought everything and it was like all brand new to me i was like i don't even right. know what the fuck to do my dogs are flipping out. They're uh, like they're 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 outside dogs, but they're looking in through the tela, and they're like, "What the fuck's that?" And they're jumping up and down, like freaking out. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was weird trying to like figure out like their behavior and stuff because like I've, I've never owned a cat, whatever. And then um, I thought she was going in the litter box, which she was, but then like there was a part in the living room that smelled like utter shit, like bad, oh. and I was like what is what is that smell like do i have it on me or something yeah sure yeah. enough i found a, a secret spot that she was going in the corner and like taking like shits in so it's like a whole like <laughs> the whole graveyard of old shits dude it smelled oh, like no. death dude i wanted i wanted to throw up when i found it i was like oh my god it was underneath like this tv stand table thing so i had to move a lot of shit and i had to really yeah. deep oh, scrub wow and, oh yeah it was <laughs> Oh, man, I had the face mask, not even for COVID reasons, just because it smelled fucking terrible. And then I had the gloves, and I just, like, went in there, man, and, like, cleaned it up. Oh, no. But, yeah, that was interesting. Oh, no. oh dude. So, I guess, was this, like, a sort of, like, pandemic pet thing? Even when the pandemic started, I was like, all right, I was looking at, like, trying to adopt a, uh, a cat. And then they were, like, I guess everyone was trying to get a cat at the same time or something so they put me on a waiting list mm-hmm. and then the one I, I saw online i wanted they're like oh well the person that was fostering that cat decided to keep it i was like fuck and then i got all sad over that and then i was like i'm just gonna wait until like eventually it happens and then worst behavior when i go ahead and uh when we shot a music video uh shit like months ago and we're at yerb and then we saw the little kitties there, like little, like little kittens. And I was like, "Oh my god, there's like four black ones. I want one of them." And then that's when uh, Rick is like, "Yeah, well, once uh, they get a little older, I hit you up." I was like, "Okay." And I thought it was a boy. And then like later, I was like, "She doesn't seem like a boy." And then like I looked uh, on Google, and then I got the flashlight. <laughs> I looked. I looked oh. behind her tail. I looked behind her tail. I was like, "It's a girl." I was like, "Oh my god, I got what I wanted." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the original, her original name was Danzig. Um, but as soon as, <laughs> but after that, once I figured out it was a girl, I I changed it to Luna, which was like what I wanted to name her originally. We have a we have a crazy like quick quick uh, aside before we get into it. Um, we have a there was a crazy. So this was like a right at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, Austin Pets Alive was trying to clear out the shelter before the city went into lockdown. Mm-hmm. So uh, my partner Ariel got a um, a little doggy, a little terrier. Um, looks look, kind of like a like a Chewini. Okay. And uh, her name is Rita, right? So it's like this little like cute little um, Chewini. And one day we uh, noticed that she was acting kind of funny. Usually she was like. Usually, uh, at the beginning, she was like really skittish, mm-hmm. and one day she became really uh, aggressive, and we were just like, "Whoa, why is she like?" Every time we approach her, she doesn't like kind of, uh, 
you, you know, like be hesitant and like run away. And this time she was like kind of trying to defend her space. So we're like, oh, what the hell is going on? And then um, I'll give you uh, some context. It was April 20th. Uh, it was 4.15 in the morning. And I get this call from Ariel and Rita was crowning. There was a little puppy coming out of Rita. Oh my God. It was, just, was it just one or did she it have was like, litter? she had a litter of two puppies. So the first one came out and his name is, uh, his name is Cheech. <laughs> okay. And then the second one came out and his, his name is Chong. Oh, I knew and, it. I was like, please uh, name me with Chong. <laughs> Cheech, yeah, yeah. Che- they were born. They were born on 420, so they're like the ultimate, uh, like stoner dogs. Yeah. No, they're not. They no, I know, I know, I know. They're super like hyper terrier. <laughs> if we they're had like not... basset hounds, that would be like crazy. That would be so perfect. But they're not on the couch all day. Like, dude, give me my food already. No, no way. They're like Liza Brown yapping, uh, <laughs> trying to pick fights with like the neighbors. Like, uh, damn. Across the across the fence, full of yeah, chaotic energy. No, they're real, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like a uh, little scrappy, scrappy dogs. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was my little my little aside. And that was uh, pandemic pets. <laughs> Our the other podcast pet segment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that should be a segment: pandemic pets stories, whatever. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'm here with John Morales. Uh, yes. of uh, many bands from previously in the Valley, uh, Ingrid, Digi Boys, Vatican Beach, Tween Age Crisis. Uh, am I oh, missing any man. other ones? Uh, Pinky Swear. Pinky Swear, Jungle yes, Body. of course. Which one? Program. Oh, yeah, Program. Uh, yeah. Jungle Bodies. Oh, yeah, Jungle Bodies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's, a, there's, there's a, a good resume. <laughs> Mud Dogs. Oh, that's right. War Threat, <laughs> like towards the tail. War, War Threat. <laughs> Yeah, War Threat. Yeah. Oh damn, dude. Yeah, a lot of like fun bands and shit. And Shark Shark Tooth. That's right. Damn. <laughs> I'm like very envious of the amount of bands you've been in. <laughs> it was a man. Well anyway, yeah, we could get into that later. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, well, and what's what are the yeah. current bands you're you're doing right now? Uh for the people listening. Called- Oh, yes. Uh, I'm in a band called Damak right now and a band called Mujeres Podridas, uh, another band called uh, Breakout. And then there's like two, three projects that are kind of just uh, in development right now as well. Like a country band. Uh, the members of Ingrate started another, another band um, with someone from Philly. And then a band with like a bunch of East Coasters and I just doing like talking on Zoom. And then we're like, you know, recording uh, and sending each other files and stuff. You're a busy, busy person. So. <laughs> That's cool, man. So, um, yeah, yeah. And so, so not uh, just real quick. So what do you do? Like what, like besides like music stuff, like do you like what, what kind of job do you have or what? Uh, I currently work at a, uh, I'm going to say unnamed uh, adult toy uh, manufacturing company. Okay, cool. Not Fleshlight. 
Oh man, I was gonna say you. <laughs> 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 Not right. yeah, yeah. No, not fleshlight. But uh, every time I, I like pull into the city, um, when I'm coming back from like my parents' house or something like that, there's like the huge fleshlight store on yeah. 35. And are they competitors like, to the one you work at? No, mm-hmm. we do the other. Uh, we, we do another uh, genitalia. Okay, nice. Yeah, that's what we, we, we. Yeah, we can do a whole separate sure. podcast on that. <laughs> but I was just, I wasn't too sure if you were, you were still working there. That's why I asked. Oh yeah, yeah. Been there, uh, been there for for a while now. Yeah. Before we get into like you know uh, the origin story, or like you know questions about you like growing up in the valley and then and all that. Uh, so what 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 uh what bands are active right now as far as like writing or about to release anything? Uh, Mujeres Podridas is about to release an LP. Is there a title um, for it, or you're still working on yeah, that? Yeah, it's uh, everything is pretty much done. We just sent out the like cover art and the sleeves and the inserts and all that stuff, and it's currently being. We're awaiting a test press right now, but the LP is called uh, "Muerte en pa- Paraíso," mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that should be coming out on Beach Impediment Records. Uh, oh, nice. Sometime in March. So much good shit so, is coming out of that uh, label. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, there was that one. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you heard that LP from Muro. No, I haven't. Columbia. Oh, man. After after this, I'm going to link you to that album. And it's like, at first, I was like, at first, I like didn't really give it much of a listen i I listened to it once and then uh my buddy kind of uh scotty from damak told me to just listen to it again and i just repeat 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 <laughs> it's one of those albums there's a lot of like, a lot of good stuff yeah yeah, yeah. one of those albums you got to like re-listen it's like one of, and then you'll you'll catch whatever you might have missed or like okay you know what you might have changed your opinion on it i think it's one of the best hardcore albums of uh 2020 damn so i'll link you to that yeah I, yeah, yeah i want to check that out now for sure so uh for the for the people listening so what, what do you play in that band uh in mujeres uh i play guitar all the bands that i play in uh right now i play guitar and mm-hmm. then in the country band i play uh guitar or bass we're just kind of recording stuff was uh what was like the first instrument you picked up was it bass or guitar because i remember like the first time i saw you you're like a straightforward bass player or might be wrong yeah that was kind of my um yeah no no you're right that was uh that was kind of my uh thing for a while um because i was just really into like funk music Mm -hmm. so i i started playing when i was in the seventh grade it was one of those situations where it was uh I was like listening to a lot of funk music at the time and like that song uh, and like stuff like gorillas that have like a pretty prominent bass parts where it's like mostly the focal point of the song. So that song feel good ink was like kind of, I feel like that's what kind of got me into it because of that bass line. Yeah. It's and very recognizable. I didn't want to play chords. Okay. <laughs> I, I feel like play chords yeah, yeah. at the time. I've never played bass, but I imagine it, it it could be really fun. That's on my bucket list. Eventually, playing bass for a band and for the band breakout, are y'all writing right now, or are y'all gonna put something out also? 
Oh, excuse uh, me, yeah, like burped right now. Writing. <laughs> it sounded really gnarly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I did hear it. It was like I didn't hear it. it sounded gnarly. I was like, oh my god. Anyways, so for the band breakout, um, you play guitar also, and are y'all gonna put anything uh, out? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I play guitar right now, and uh, the last LP I was on bass because they needed a bass player at the time, mm. and then uh, there was a uh, a, li- a lineup change, and then I start playing guitar and yeah we've just been working on some songs so keep that out uh i don't know whenever it's kind of hard yeah. to practice time and get everyone test you know tested and you know ready to go yeah it's a very interesting time man it's like uh just like trying to send each other files now is like it's a common practice now that everyone's doing i and like that, that we didn't utilize before because we would just meet up and shit I found myself creating and being a part of um, more Google Docs, yeah. like Google Drive, Google Drive Docs. So people would just like input uh, demos and stuff or ideas that they have into a Google Drive, mm-hmm. and then we would just all listen to it and on our own time. But yeah, I was wondering, like, is how how bad is this affecting everyone? Like, maybe people that don't try to use Dropbox or like google drive and shit like do you know of any bands that might be like um dealing with like uh, some sort of hardship during this time with like trying to practice and shit um not off the top of my head i i feel like a, a lot of the people a lot of the musicians that i talk to um are pretty tech uh savvy to where it's you know there's an they know how to like use like dropbox yeah. and stuff like that yeah but um, you know, there's also uh, you know, people's access to a, a computer. People don't really yeah. have. There's some people that I just know that don't really have an access to a computer, and um, like file sharing and stuff like that. They just have mm-hmm. like a yeah. The only piece of technology they have is like a phone. But and thank goodness that, we could use like uh, what do you call it? Because... The GarageBand app on the phone. Well, that yeah, I was that, and I was just talking about like the regular uh, voice memos. You can just like oh yes, yeah, hum hum sure. riffs yeah. into it. You know, <laughs> like are any ideas? For sure. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what it, that's been kind of the primary thing is just sending voice memos to each other. Smartphones are you know very common these days, so everybody's just kind of sharing uh, voice memos to each other. For sure. Uh, so th- wait, did you get any time off from work like um, during the lockdown? Well, the company that I work for, we were kind of holding on for a while. And um, the events as it unfolded were pretty crazy because it was like in February we were talking and this was during when Corona was still in China. And this was before the first case in the United States. So we were all just laughing and making jokes. It was like that (laughs) phase of the that phase of the pandemic when everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would, you know, somebody would like call home sick um, or, you know, someone would be coughing at work and we'd be like, oh, yeah, coronavirus or whatever. <laughs> and it was the, in that phase where everyone is still joking. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were just ha ha ha. And then um, first case in Seattle or first case in Washington State. We're like, oh, huh. And then um rudy gobert from the utah jazz yeah gets coronavirus so we were like huh and then 
NBA NBA cancels the season or whatever. Yeah, yeah, shit, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the way that it unfolds, like the you know, the events is crazy. It unfolds chronologically. Uh, South by Southwest canceled, and all right, everybody, um, we're gonna have to send you home. Um, everyone's gonna be paid during the time off, but we'll see how how far it goes. And then we were kind of writing for a while, uh, maybe like a few weeks. And then, yeah, I got laid off for like two months. And then I, during that time, I was just, I was just practicing guitar every day and running and cycling and walking my dog. Like, yeah. So yeah, Yeah, it was, it was a very interesting time. (laughs) Like having like, I mean, not nothing to do because, like, I was, like, you know, staying active as much as I could or, like, trying to keep myself occupied. And, um, yeah, I still remember all that shit, how it went down. Like, I remember I was listening to, like, the, all these podcasts. I, I listen I listen to a lot of sports podcasts. So the day after the Which Rudy podcast? Gobert, I, um, the Bill Simmons podcast, and I listened to the Dan Patrick show podcast. Oh, uh, Ringer. Yeah, 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 the Ringer also. Yeah, yeah a, lot yeah. Of those, a lot of those sports podcasts. And uh, they were just talking about it. And I was like, oh, shit. And they were just like, we've never seen anything like this. We don't know what's going to happen. And then mm-hmm. I remember that weekend, I was planning to go see Off With Their Heads in Houston and San Antonio. And then nice. uh, and then I was going to go. Then, then I was off for like a couple more days. And then I was going to go to South By and like for, for the Gold Show and like Power Trip and whatever other shows are going to be going on. I was I had this my whole week planned and then suddenly my 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 manager's like um send this send this printout from corporate to the main office of the mall and I'm like okay so I'm walking he seemed very uh-huh. serious so then I'm walking to uh-huh. the main manager the main mall manager's office and I read it and it said that we're going to close I was like what the fuck like we're going to be closed for like several days and then uh I come back I'm like hey what's going on he's like corporate just uh told us like we're just gonna have to we're gonna have to close like everyone's gonna everyone's gonna be for a load because a lot of the mall a lot of the stores in the mall were already closed like they had the gates down whatever and it was kind of a ghost town because everyone was like what kind of like should we should we be out should we not and then like it's one of those things where like oh shit my my throat's feeling funny you know it's just all in your head yeah yeah for (laughs) sure for sure and then I was walking back for the for to to my store, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like freaking out, like like if so, I would have like if I would have gotten it within that five minute walk, you know, like <laughs> like it was like some sort of like like the mist or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a lot of people like holding their breaths. I would yeah. see like people holding their breaths, and I'm like, well, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, if you can't breathe for a or if you can't hold your breath for eleven seconds. <laughs> just at the beginning it's like funny like now <laughs> talking yeah, about the of everything like <laughs> yeah i uh, you know i'm gonna look i'm gonna look fondly on it even though this is a disaster this oh, yeah, is a course, disaster yeah. on so many levels like politically <laughs> and like on a <laughs> but um I'm going to look back at it fondly and people refer to it as like the, um, the tiger, the tiger King era. Oh yeah. The tiger King phase of the yeah. pandemic. 
when that was like real like it's not going to be fun that there was a pandemic i'm not, i'm going to look at it fondly as in like what the fuck is going on like i'm like hysterically laughing at, yeah at just everyone panic buying dude everybody yes. holding in their breaths for like 11 seconds or whatever yeah. just like seeing seeing the early stages of it and then being like huh i guess i'm gonna like go home and watch tiger king or watch like uh star trek deep space nine um yeah. until you know it blows over in uh in the fall and then um we're almost at a year so dude but, i you know, know uh, like in we, almost like two months exactly. Keep on trucking. Yeah. I um, mm-hmm. I okay. So everyone they, they let us go like for load or whatever. I was all me being all like, I don't know. I mean, not taking it serious. I was like, fuck yeah! I get a couple days like off before I go on my trip, whatever. And then as soon as I get in my car, I'm all making plans in my head as I'm walking to my car. Like, okay, cool. Like now I have time to go to yoga class tomorrow, and then like. <laughs> All this stupid shit like no. my head that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do all this cool stuff. Yeah. And no. then um I I my my friend texts me, she's like, off with her head off with her heads canceled all their shows. I'm like, what? And then I get a text or yeah. a notification from my from the app that I used to sign up for my yoga class, and they're like, Yoga classes have been canceled. I'm like, what the fuck? All this started like happening also. And I'm like, oh my god, this is the end. And then uh I went to H E B because I was like I wanted to buy a cliff bar. So, so I'm, I'm like getting a cliff bar or like a couple of them actually. And I see people just like grabbing carts, like panicking, like just yeah. throwing yeah. loads of like rolls of toilet paper. Like, and I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? Like, and then, um, yeah, it was, it was chaos. And I didn't know what the, like, I was like, should I take this serious? Should I not? And then, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, it wasn't man. until like as the days started going by and I was like, oh my God. It's, we're all gonna fucking die i started panicking in yeah. my head because <laughs> i'm a huge hypochondriac so i was like i was already oh for sure worse. yeah yeah i i'm somebody who uh well you know we were all trying to do um we're all trying to do our best and uh i just found this as a situation of being like the biggest couch potato ever yeah. I'm just gonna be a fucking big ass couch potato for a while. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah. It was it's wild, man. It's it's wild, but now there's the vaccine that's rolling out. So yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes and we'll see if people are cool with it. <laughs> yeah. Man, just I would say just stab me in the fucking arm with it. I don't care. Yeah, I put worse things. Yeah, I, I put worse things in my body. <laughs> That oh, be for mind. sure. I had an original Four Loco at 16. Oh. I was like drinking original Four Loco when I was 16. I God. You know, I shouldn't be alive right now. <laughs> yeah. You know? That shit, you, your fucking liver should have like gone to shit after that. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, I was, you know, barfing my, my, uh, my entrails out. You know, like after drinking four loco on on a rose bush, I shouldn't be doing. You know, I shouldn't be here. Yeah, just, just to you. Uh, well, this this podcast had has a little direction, but I kind of want to sidetrack to that. Wait, so how old were you, and was this at a party? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. So yeah, when I was like younger, um, I had an older friend, older family friend, and then he would take us kids out to the 
you know, we were, uh, I'm not gonna. You don't have to <laughs> go, go to go the to details, like, but yeah, I, I get you. We'd go to like, we'd go to like uh, parties like in Edinburgh and stuff like that, okay. like by Pan Am. So like we would hang out with like all the college oh, kids, wait. and then was it at those apartments, the real like, um, what is it called, the apartment complex that's like known for like ratchet parties? Uh, uh, fuck, I forgot the name. It's at the tip of my tongue. Um, I can't. Yeah, I couldn't be. Uh, okay, there's two of them. One of them is like kind of older, and then they're like then there's like the newer ones that's like gated kind of. But it's one of those, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was it was that, and then we would go to like plantation, like Cherryland Plantation. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> where it would be all like the really like you know the affluent, super affluent kids. Then, yeah. You know. Anyway, yeah. That was my existence for a second. <laughs> and then also uh, dreaming of playing music. Wait, so what, real quick, and we'll get off this right now. What flavor for Loco was it? Uh, it was the Fruit Punch one. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. It, okay. looked, it looked especially crazy because I, I, it would be the red from the Hot Cheetos and the red from the Fruit Punch. All, yes. all, all over this rose bush, all over the red rose bush. <laughs> you painted so, that rose bush. You know, yeah, it was, of, uh, it was a bunch red. It was real Jackson Pollock for all the art heads. Or <laughs> just this Jackson bush, Pollock all yeah. over this. Okay. Um, so, uh, what was the first band you, you started doing when you were living in the valley and that, that got you into music and all that? Um, so I guess it was kind of hard for me to kind of infiltrate the scene or like get a hold of, uh, because I was like on MySpace looking for bands uh, from the Valley. So I would like set my distance on like as far as like search filters locally. So, um, I guess I started listening to all these bands on MySpace. So Mm -hmm. I listened to like. I was listening to like uh like BSA, yeah, Bastard Sons of Apocalypse, yeah. So um, I started listening to that uh Porqueria, mm-hmm. and then uh like DTD, and then uh like Lay in Ruins. Yeah, just a quick interruption, real quick. I still remember um, oh shit, okay. I still remember uh it was a DTD show that we played. It was at the VFW. I cannot remember who else was on it. And anyways, I'm playing. And then like, um, you know how the VFW was like, they'd have one light on from the back. So you could still kind of see like from where you're performing. It's like a little dim, but you could still see. And I remember seeing like this one like uh, kid wearing a bad brain shirt in the, in the, in the sea of like a bunch of shitty like metalcore deathcore shirts. And then I was like, "Oh fuck!" There's a kid wearing a bad brain shirt, and it was you. I didn't, I, 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 I didn't realize it till like later on. I was like, I remember I saw your shirt, and I like gave you the thumbs up like during during our set because I was that like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I was that I was that stoked on it because like, um, nah, how do I say this? Like, some of the shows DTD played towards like the towards the later end of our thing uh we weren't playing like full-on like punk shows or like there were there weren't really like full-on hardcore shows really it was uh, we would get asked to play like weird shows so seeing someone outside of that scene oh. there in a bad brain shirt i was like oh my god this is so dope yeah 
I was a part of that. I was a part of those weird shows later on. Uh, <laughs> well, well, yeah, we can get into that. We can get into that later on. Yeah, but, that's fine. Yeah, those were like initially the bands that I was, mm-hmm. I was likely uh, looking for punk and hardcore because yeah. at the, uh, you know, when I was like searching for these bands, I was like, yeah, really heavy on, like you know, Bad Brains, Misfits, uh, Necros, um, Hate Breed, yeah, uh, Throw Down, Barrier Dead, like all yeah. those kinds of bands at the time, and then. Yeah, I and then eventually uh through high school um I met these kids that wanted to start a band. So uh I like uh Daniel, Daniel Martinez. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Should I just be name dropping? <laughs> That's fine. They're okay. No one, yeah. <laughs> and then uh yeah, shout out to Daniel. I hope you listen to this. Um he asked me to be in a band. So yeah, he asked me to be in a band with him, and uh, I didn't really care what it sounded like. I just wanted to be in a band, and yeah, I, that's yeah, all yeah. I ever. Yeah, so he invited me to practice, and it were these uh, other two individuals, and it was kind of like, it was kind of like, uh, what was that band called? Like Darkest Hour. It kinda okay. Sounded like Darkest Hour. And there was like a kind of darkest hour kind of uh, little Swedish melodic. metal influence. Yeah, like that more of the like yeah U.S. metalcore type thing. Yeah, that there that whole like period of time with like <clears throat> all that remains and yeah <laughs> shadows fall kill switch and yeah and with like breakdowns. Mm-hmm. So it was like all that kind of it was like a metalcore band. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was like totally in that in that vein, um, like Black Dahlia Murder. I I remember like they were asking me to like kind of contribute, so I was, I was trying to do kind of like a Black Dahlia Murder type of thing. Like I always saw that band a little bit more death metal than like the bands they get compared to, I guess. But that, that's a good band to throw in the mix as yeah, far I'm as like, to... your, your contribution. I love Black Dahlia Murder still to this yeah. day. They Dude, just, okay. real, 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 side, real sidebar real quick, another one. There's going to be a lot of these. I remember finding the Unhollowed CD uh, from Black Dahlia like at a pawn shop near my house. But this was before like they even like got big. Like it was um, bef- it was like when the vi- the music video for Kent- Cantagion? Cantag- I can't say the name of the song. Uh, it was like where they're playing inside yeah. a church. Mm-hmm. contagion or whatever anyways that video had just dropped now like i remember i would record like music videos on my vhs player like and just like watch them if there was a band i like you know just so i could like make a note nice. and then like yeah. go check their shit out and i remember i went to a pawn shop and i was like yo this is that band of that music video and then i bought it for like five hey. bucks and it was practically brand new what i think happened was this is pure speculation i think this like metal death metal peers guy probably bought it and I was like, this shit sucks. And then he just popped it. Oh, yeah. This and then I found it. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, score. <laughs> so, yeah. I found that album at Circuit City, which was my kind of hub for. Dude, ABC. Circuit City. Circuit City and uh, what was the store? Hastings. Hastings. Those were my two, those were my two spots <clears throat> to get like CDs. And fuck Hastings yeah. was really good because of the, um, the discount that whole discount section or the use yeah. section 
Yeah. I remember I found biohazard urban discipline there, like in the youth section for like five bucks also. Uh, Earth crisis, like so much other cool shit that I was like, oh my God, like I can't believe this is here. No one's bought it. Probably no one cared, sure. but I was the only one. <laughs> I was, I found like uh, Comeback Kid, the first album. Oh, yeah. Uh, Turn it around. It's Earth AD. Yeah. How many shows did you play with that band? Uh, we played uh, f- not much, but it it ended not at not super great for me because oh, I think the guitarist and I were just not getting along. And yeah. this happened at the VFW. We were just playing just like a regular ass show, and I um, I probably shouldn't have done this, but I quit uh, on the- I quit because I was unhappy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I was like, I like at the BFW. I was like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys, but I'm out. And then I see this band play without a bass player. What? Holy then... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! I, I think I know where this is going, but please finish. <laughs> I see, I see a band playing without a bass player, and then um. I was like, oh, they, they they sound cool. It sounds like it sounds like death metal, but they're real heavy. Yeah. And then uh, I like, I was I asked them right after. I was like, oh wow, in your band, you're yeah. uh, problematic <laughs> was, at the oh, VFW. I thought, <laughs> yeah, I felt, I felt really bad. At, I I I feel bad to this day for for doing that, and I've never like, I've never done shit like that. Yeah, well, you're young, since, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was yeah, like the, yeah. I was like a teenager. Yeah. So, um but uh that that was my next band. Mm-hmm. And then uh that band was The Final Burial. Yeah. Okay, real quick. <laughs> Just another sidebar. I still remember someone yeah. being a, a meme like or like a Facebook page making fun <laughs> of them. I know I know where you're getting to. I know. It was called <laughs> the final burrito. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, I wasn't. In, I wasn't in those promo pics. Okay, okay, but but I, like I, I read oh. that and it was like the funniest fucking shit ever. The final burrito. Like it's weird because Dude. like I'm sure someone locally made that right. Obviously, uh, just like someone that didn't like them. There was beef. But it's like, but but it was like shit how it like i was like that's so racist even though it's like amongst ourselves <laughs> that was burrito. dude i was shook when i first saw that facebook page yeah and it was one of those situations where they got one of the promo pictures and they like they like uh photoshopped it all gnarly yeah and then i was just like i don't remember what they photoshopped it to but i was like oh i'm so glad that my likeness isn't on this yeah like forever like yeah it i if you go on facebook you're probably gonna find that page yeah but um yeah i mean it was a really heavy band and it was something that like i was not used to at all Mm -hmm. and this was like very far from what i was looking for <laughs> yeah but at that but time it's like guys were so nice yeah <laughs> i get you it's Those like when guys i was trying to so sleep. nice i ran it oh go ahead go ahead when you were oh no i i just ran into them like uh when dtd played uh the last time dtd played okay uh, uh they were oh shit i think i remember that were the lights on because i think we played with the lights on yeah 
that time. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that show went off. That DTD set, I was like, I still remember. I was like, oh my God. Like, I, I think the power shut all- off also. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. That was, uh, I had so much fun that night. And uh, yeah. I just ran into them. I ran into them and uh, we said hi. And yeah, there's, we're still cool. We're cool to this day. So I want to give yeah. a shout out to uh, the final burial. Don't, not the other name. Yeah, the other one. <laughs> not the other but, one yeah um no but i i get i get where you're coming from because you're you're young you're enthusiastic you just want to get your feet wet and like you know just get get put some shows under your belt and like experience and shit when i was trying to start dtd i wanted to sound like hate breed but a lot of the members that like i was getting at that time weren't all in as far as like my taste in hardcore so they were trying to like do like songs with singing parts and other shit and i was like i will do Ooh. some stuff i will do some i only did one song i only did one song that had like a singing thing but it was not good and uh mm-hmm. i don't even know if i have that like anywhere like i'm pretty sure someone in that in that lineup has a copy of that song but whatever um i gotta hear yeah it. and then they, they wanted to do like and then they wanted to go like the bar band rock like route and i was like nah man this is hardcore just straight up fast heavy and that's it and then yeah, yeah. there was beef amongst that and but yeah there's the first renditions of dtd were like not fully hardcore there was some shit that would like did not sound like what i was aiming for but you got to compromise and then but sooner or later you're just like i don't want to do this <laughs> so mm-hmm. but it's good that you know that that situation that it didn't end badly you're still cool with them and all that so what'd you do? What'd you end up doing oh, after yeah. that? Um, after that, uh, so the drummer of my first band was recruited um, to this band called Shark Tooth that mm-hmm. uh, I guess had a lineup change. There was like a lineup change going on. I, I don't. I'm trying to remember the last time I saw Shark Tooth. Um, who was playing what? I think John John was playing drums. That sounds about right. Yeah, I think so. We're gonna get we're gonna get inside baseball on on Shark Tooth. I think yeah. John 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 was playing drums, Chris was playing bass, Sergio was playing guitar, and then Vince on vocals. Yeah. And then um I guess there was a lineup change and then Daniel uh was asked to to jam and be in shark tooth and then he told me about it and i'm i think either he asked if i wanted to be in it or i was just like trying to be like hey do you think you do you think they want another guitarist so then i started playing with shark tooth yeah and I, it was yeah it was so oh yeah fun. i just wrote just another <laughs> another dumb story i remember there was a because <laughs> that that band had like a Sometimes it'd be a different person singing or like a different like four piece or like not a four piece or five piece. It was just like different all the time for the most part. <laughs> and then uh, I remember there was one time Shark Tooth like was closing out the show and then John John uh, was singing. And then I don't know who was playing. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> okay. I have and no then... idea who was ever in that band. It was John John was fucking lit. Like he was drunk or something <laughs> he, i don't know what he took but he was sloppy oh yeah and then he was like oh, i don't know what and then <laughs> there was balloons tied to the to the pole at the vfw 
So I don't know if he was like, if he was trying to scream in someone's face or something, and I don't know what, but he leaned over. When he leaned over, he tried to grab on the to the pole, but he missed and grabbed one of the balloons. <laughs> so he grabs the balloons and he pulls the balloons with the ribbon also. And you just hear screaming. <laughs> and then he hits, when he hits the floor, it makes impact. You hear the bike hit the concrete floor also. <laughs> so you, you hear the thud over the PA. <laughs> Dude, I <laughs> I completely lost it. Like I could not breathe. I was laughing so hard because you saw everything. You saw him slowly happening and falling. You saw him slowly falling, and you just hear the thud over the PA of the mic and him hitting the floor. It was amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. Oh yeah, I never knew who was in that band, but I was <laughs> I was so I was so glad to be in that band. Yeah, just to just so people can know how it sounded, what would you like describe it? It was uh, what was that band? Uh, there were parts that sounded kind of like Bane. There were parts that yeah. sounded like Bane. There were parts that kind of reminded me of Outbreak like, in some in some songs. Yeah, uh, what's that band? Maybe like Kids Like Us. Okay, yeah, yeah, I could see that. There's like some of that in there. Um, there's like a song or a few songs with like blast beats so there's yeah kind of a power violence thing going on it was it was very interesting (laughs) acid reflux played at the incubator in mccallan Uh, i remember when we when reinforced was called regulate at that time we played that show shark tooth played that show you know what chris c flow chris flores was singing oh my god i forgot he sang for that band too yes Uh, yeah he was in that band yeah yeah and then uh, I remember there was this one song. I think it was called Trapped. It was like, Trap! Like, it was just like two blast yeah. beats. And then I, I remember everyone was watching. Uh, I don't know if you were there. I, I can't remember if you were like at that show or if you're playing. Metropolis, he said? No, no, it was at the Incubator. Okay, I, maybe not that show. Okay, so they, they were playing and then everyone was just watching. And like, you know, it was like, they, they were the first band. So, you know, not that many people there. Just people like minimal clapping, like yeah, cool, you know, just like how people are, I guess. And then yeah. uh, they they play that one song, trapped, like trapped, or I'm trapped, or whatever, I'm trapped, I'm trapped. And it was yeah. just dead silent. Everyone's waiting for the next part to come in, and no one clapped. <laughs> it was so awkward. I was like, oh god. So they started the slow clap. As I was trying to start the slow clap, they they went into the next song, and I was like, okay, never mind. <laughs> um, if you go on facebook right now and you look up shark tooth um i don't know if facebook still has that facebook player okay that, that audio oh no they don't they oh okay yeah. well if anyone is interested i am going to look through my hard drive and then I'm you should upload that band, i'm gonna make a band camp for shark yeah tooth. uh i want to see if well there was only one song that ever came out from that the time that I was in it, and uh, y'all might be surprised. So I will. Uh, I don't know if you want to include it in the uh, podcast uh, description, but I'll yeah, to yeah, I the link. Camp that I said I was gonna make. Yeah, there you yeah. go. You gotta archive that shit. So I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, so I'm gonna make a band. I need to set a reminder to make a band camp to because we have that. I have that recording. Well, I was going to bring up Vatican Beach as far as like oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, a story that, that involves me just jumping in last minute. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. okay. But you can go ahead. We'll we'll get to that story uh, in a few. Um. Oh. Uh, yeah. I guess so. Sergio and In Shark Tooth had a side side band called Vatican Beach that um, was not a hardcore band at all. It was very much a indie band, I guess, a la Beach House kind of uh, vampire weekendy kind of. I don't know kind of 2010s indie indie rock but uh yeah I, I, you should tell this story okay well well um because y'all would play like um the shows shark Tooth would get invited to right also so i mean i wasn't at one of those shows but i would hear about them um and then uh vice versa sometimes you would do a shark tooth set after uh vatican beach set whatever and uh i remember during this time I had not sang for my band because two of my members were working like in san antonio and shit so regulate well that reinforced but we were called regulate at that time we weren't playing shows we took like a pretty big hiatus and that's when i was like doing war threats i was playing guitar more but any chance i had to like sing or do vocals i would jump at the opportunity and i remember it was at fallback records um Vatican Beach played, and then y'all were gonna do two Shark Tooth songs, or I think one or something. And I think was Chris gonna sing, but he ended up leaving. I might be wrong. I don't remember. Okay, so y'all asked me. I remember Sergio asked me, "Is like, hey man, you want to sing these songs?" I was like, "Yes!" Like immediately. Like I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna say, but I'm down. I mean, I'm just gonna like yell, right? And then uh, yeah. Oh, dude, it was the most liberating experience without like doing vocals for months on months on end and then just jumping on stage with y'all and just like tearing shit up. Like that was so fun. And I remember everyone just. It was a there was two bands from San Antonio that played. I don't remember the names of them. Um, Was it an indie show? It was an indie show. Yeah, it was. I want to say it was in December, late November, early December on there. Of uh-huh. 2012, or yeah, uh-huh. 2012, and um, or it might have been January, early January, but um, yeah, it was an indie show. Y'all closed out the night and then did the Shark Two song. I jumped in, did vocals. People were fucking like vibing to it though, like, people were just like jumping up and down. There's like, I think there's like a small pit that started, but it was fun. Yeah. And then everyone after was like, Oh, sick vocals, bro. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> I was like, I was like, That's cool. <laughs> I'm not in this band currently. Yeah, I was like, it's not my band. Member, but... Yeah. <laughs> but I remember, oh. I think someone told me that Sergio was super stoked that I ended up doing it. Like, he was like happy about that. Dude, we were all stoked. We were all stoked that you did it. And we, I, we did a few more shows as Shark Beach. Uh, oh, yeah. Shark Beach. I remember that. Yeah. We did a few more shows as that. And then, and, um, yeah, uh, shit happened. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so um, after Vatican Beach, what would what, you decide to do? Because you're playing bass in all these bands, right? When did you jump into guitar or your interest in guitar? Uh, so I, I guess, yeah, after Vatican Beach, uh, Sergio, rest in peace, um, there, was a, there was a time where I was still playing bass in bands uh, with like Mud Dogs and stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. We just real quick, before, I, we, uh, we, we can talk a little bit. Let's talk about, a little bit about Mud Dogs. Mud Dogs was one of the best, would have been one of the best hardcore bands in the Valley. Like, had that potential. The songwriting was really good, catchy parts. Uh, 
like just bouncy mosh New York style like shit. Like it was so good. And I guess like, I don't know, members were weird as fuck, but yeah, they ended up like nothing ended up happening with the recordings of those songs, but it had so much oh, potential. I found uh, the original demo. Uh, oh, you did? In my yeah yeah moving i found it uh as i was unpacking all my stuff and i just put it on and listening to it again i was like huh this sounds kind of weird the drums were all like synthesized or it was oh, like yeah, uh programmed, programmed they yeah. were all like program programmed drums it sounded like just real robotic mud dogs yeah but like we did have like a legit what was the record place yeah it must have been when worst behavior when he went to go record uh second skin and reinforce record dead inside for a split seven inch we recorded with richard and richard told me i was like dude i have this mud dogs like practically album like it's like i think like eight songs or some shit i don't know how many they're all recorded they just need vocals and i was like what the fuck so he's sitting on like one of the best like hardcore releases that no one will ever hear from the valley and yeah, that it has no, no vocals. one will ever hear. No one will ever hear. Yeah, no one will ever hear. And I got that. I got that same. I got that same uh, comment uh, later on. <laughs> when when someone brought it up to oh, you. Right? Yeah, like somebody. Uh, somebody was saying like. Uh, somebody was just telling me how much they, I guess, were into mud dogs and. Uh, I just kind of broke it down to him. I was like, I don't think, I don't know if we're going to be a band ever again. And yeah, they were just telling me the same thing. And I was like, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know what? Maybe when like uh, 20 years from now, when that shit doesn't matter anymore, maybe we can just like, I'll just do vocals over it. Or you do vocals over it and we'll just release it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that would be super sick. But, oh, yeah, God. we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I yeah, still... we'll later down the road. We'll see what's up. So, uh, while you're doing mud dogs or after mud dogs, what else was were you doing? Uh, I think or actually, how did you jump into guitar? Or wait, oh, is that some other? I'll Pinky let you go. Swear was Pinky Swear was after that, and then I, I think Teenage Crisis. So I needed to get some of my songwriting off. Uh, I had some. At the time, I had some emotions that I just want to get off my chest, so uh, started that band. And um, yeah, uh, there. Last time I checked, uh, they're still they're still doing it. So I'm I'm super stoked for them. So one of the last times Worst Behavior played, we played two shows in one night. One of them was at a coffee shop with Pinky Swear and like some other band. But I had to jet and didn't get Wild. to catch. P- yeah, getting it was at uh, Grind. They have a little backs back area with like a little stage which would be really dope for like wow. punk shows you see my cat in the background yeah <laughs> okay yeah, 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 yeah okay so they have a little back area um with a little stage it would, would be perfect for punk shows whenever shows become a thing again i definitely want to try a show there um yeah we played um pinky Sword played and i was like you know what i'll see them again you know I, we, we i see them often or so i thought and then the pandemic hit and never saw them after that, obviously. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So. But anyway, so um, how many songs did you write in Piggy Swear? Like, did you, did you write um, a good portion of the music? Uh, uh, yeah, it was at that time. It was like uh, Sarah. I think Sarah 
Sarah and I in Max. Uh, Sarah had a lot of songs that that she was she had saved up. I think from her previous band, and it kind of brought it brought it into there, and I kind of just helped flesh it out. Mm-hmm. And um, so during that time, there was a uh, a group of like people that I also met through that like indie scene. And we uh, had some common interests in like music and whatever. And I would just like hang out with them a lot. And uh, we started uh, like a power violence band, like a hardcore punk power violence band called Tween Age Crisis. And then where, uh, yeah, I had never done vocals in my life up until that point. So I just started doing that for, that was a very short lived band. Yeah. And then the members how many shows of that Ronnie and I? Well, I was gonna say real quick, how many shows did y'all play? Because I feel like it was maybe like five or six, maybe like just a handful of them. I was gonna say less than ten. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember I say, the first time I heard you like your vocals, I was like, "Holy fuck, these are tough ass vocals. They're very like a gritty and just like like I don't know how to describe it. It was very like um like aggressive oi sounding vocals." Or to me, <laughs> to my ears at least, yeah, I was like, yeah, "Fuck, yeah. dude! Like these are so dope! Like uh, <laughs> the music, just the vocals too. It was, it was very fun." Um, remember Splash Bash? Y'all played that? That I loved that show. I loved every aspect of that show. The fact that it was in Sherryland Plantation, <laughs> like in a like kind of affluent neighborhood. The fact that uh, it was like. It was like hardcore bands. And I remember talking shit about bands. You did. You mic. were. I loved every minute of it. I think me and Pat were running sound, I think. Yeah. I remember saying very, not a kind thing about some bands. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't say. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It was kind of the shtick that I was trying to, I guess, trying to. Trying to pull. I don't, you know, I have no malice, no real malice towards like people creating their art. But yeah, of like, course. Yeah. I, I, I came up with this persona that I wanted to kind of manifest in the form of this asshole. Yeah. This was like <laughs> and, your wrestling heel like angle for this band. Yeah. I think that was the, that's the best way to put it. Like that band zero progress, how they had. Oh like a, yeah. They're so good. How that the singer in that band had a wrestling persona because he was just such a big wrestling fan. So I think that was, that was around the same time as zero progress. So I feel like I kind of also did that because I was influenced by their, them doing that. Yeah. But, um, but Eventually, that band ended uh, less than 10 shows, and then Ronnie and I uh, started Ingrate, and that's when I started playing guitar. Well, no, I started playing guitar in Shark Tooth, but that was like playing like power chords and stuff. I yeah, was just yeah. playing power chords. But like uh, Ingrate was kind of the band that I uh, kind of put a lot of uh, creative energy into. Mm-hmm. The, that was like, yeah, the one of the most... I, I still remember you sent me um I'm gonna give the secret away, I'm gonna go fuck. I think you sent me a bandcamp <laughs> link or YouTube link or something, and you're like, yo, check this out. I was like, oh shit. And you're like, hey man, hype it up. And I was like, all right. And then like 
<laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll send it. I'll send it to some people. Be like, yo, I don't know who this is. They're from the valley. You know, you just like shit like that. Secrets out. Secrets yeah, out. Yo, someone, someone linked this band camp and a known profile linked me this band link. Whatever. I posted it in the South Texas Hardcore Facebook page, I believe. And uh, I was like, yo, this band's from the valley. I'm not sure who's in it. And then like Ponce from Laredo was like, yo, this sounds fucking good. And like other people were like, yo, like who is this? Whatever. And then, like, yeah, it started, like, gaining uh, traction. Because it was just, like, the uh, it was uh, just a song in great, but instrumental. There's no vocals on it, I believe. Yeah. That was, uh... yeah, I, I guess that's when I started focusing more on playing guitar. Because there was, uh, there was uh, some music that I thought was kind of lacking in the valley. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, like, uh, as far as, like, what bands were doing uh there was you know the kind of uh not i don't ever want to say that it was a a renaissance of of uh hardcore punk but it was like bands in austin that were just doing really well yeah and i was like listening to them and just being like holy shit they're doing exactly what i wanted to do and then uh yeah i just yeah just kind of went off from that and then you know it was just all those bands like in austin like glue and like blotter and them mm-hmm. and i was like yes they're doing something super awesome that i really like and the, there's all these bands from all over the country like blood crow butcher i don't know if you heard of that band no i haven't no oh my gosh you should listen to the anti-war seven inch that is like one of the best uh hardcore punk releases of of the 2010s i think yeah i'll I'll check it out for sure um so uh, besides those bands were there any other bands that were like uh influencing like what you wanted to do even more as far as like with Uh, ingrid yeah uh not not so much uh like a musical influence but i was just kind of like seeing all these bands and just being amazed at like so it was like bands like wiccans destruction Mm -hmm. unit uh yeah blotter glue institute like all the bands in austin and stuff like that uh like vasca impalers Trituras, like all those bands and uh yeah there was just like oh, hold on. yeah all... hold on. <laughs> she, she just jumped on the fucking laptop okay sorry go what's ahead. her name luna oh yeah yeah that's right da- yeah. not not danzig not danzig. no no no, no. <laughs> but yeah there's there was like this like there was like all this punk coming coming out of you know all over blazing eye um all all this punk coming out and i was just like yes <laughs> i don't yeah, know yeah, I, yeah. I, I, and i felt like uh i felt like i was so glad like initially like when i started going to more punk shows after i found that scene that um it was like i started seeing bands like uh porqueria and like ifv and mm-hmm. like uh you know what i mean and i was yeah i was so glad to like see those kinds of bands and then they would they would bring like hardcore punk bands like acid reflux and gas ra- gas rag oh dude i still regret not going to that fuck yeah, man dude was... i saw it with like five people i saw oh, gas rag with, like, it was five it was a day in edinburgh yeah it was huh? a day show it was a day show it was like a shitty bar like in edinburgh across like the echo motel i believe yeah oh dude i regret not going to that so bad oh man i yeah that was it was mind-blowing and so so was that your first like uh time because you recorded the demo right yeah 
was that your first time like recording a band or yourself and like putting it all together uh no i had a digital i had a digital uh, interface when i was like learning to play bass oh, okay and i was recording like just the shittiest demos ever um using like the little drum pad on the interface mm-hmm. but that was that was my first inkling of like but that was just all self stuff and it doesn't even exist um i didn't even have a memory card for that but <laughs> like uh yeah it was just like the onboard memory and it was just like one or two songs like whatever pieces of songs but yeah that was probably the first the first uh project that that uh we were recording we used a task cam handheld a handheld task cam and i just like sync the tracks oh what on garage band yeah so i would i would uh tell ronnie uh play from memory the song on drums and i just like would put the task cam handheld recorder and see where it sounded good and then i would get the track from that and then put it into the computer and then just sync I would get oh. the task cam and put it to my guitar amp mm-hmm. and then I would play using the playback from the computer. It was bad. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. Oh my god, man. It sounds insane. Like just having to just align it with the with those drums with him just like going off by memory. Wow. Uh yeah, so my memory. The- the difference between like the first and second demo was it like the same recording process or was it different no uh they th- there was a guy from uh from mexico who moved um his name is dave rata mm-hmm. and he was playing in a lot of a lot of hardcore punk bands uh like ratas de vaticano de tercer mundo and uh he moved up with his partner and they were they started a band um god uh with enoch with Ataque enoch de Arabia? Uh, i can't i can't yeah there is there yeah Ataque de Arabia. and then uh dave rata recorded us like with a with a task cam uh analog cassette record so and that's when i kind of figured out my sound <laughs> when i was just like because in the first demo it sounded real like fuzzy guitar stuff and then i just got i, I like jangly guitar so yeah yeah kind of my... yeah i could i could hear that in Demok. like um i feel like Demok is like the the tone that's like your signature tone now i'm assuming yeah it's just like mostly it's like overdriven it's like kind of clean but yeah a little just a little like bite to it i guess yeah i remember when uh y'all played at your i think you're like just like uh, testing your amp you're just like strumming and my friend Serge and looked at the amp he's like damn because it reminded him of a bunch of like uh, early oi bands and shit and he was all like oh shit like he like he really fucked with your tone a lot <laughs> he was all like he was very like <laughs> he like he was it's really rare to see uh, my friend Serge very impressed by anyone's like guitar tone and stuff like that just because he's just like whatever right about you like that when it when other people are playing but when he heard yours he like turned and looked at your amp was like damn and he's like started like uh he started singing some song i forgot like Templars. yeah yeah templars i think that's what it yeah. was yeah 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 somebody can somebody uh compared digiboys to templars one time what? and i thought that was kind of weird <laughs> that is weird was, oh my god it was like templars with synth 
have to re-listen yeah. to the Digiboys demo then just to like com- for comparison. Somebody told me at this is Austin, um, the local punk, the national one of the lo- local Austin punk fest. That's a national, pretty much a national fest. Yeah. But, um, somebody told me that uh, uh, the Digiboys, it broke my heart. <laughs> they were just like the Digiboys demo is the is. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to toot the horn, but they were saying that uh, the Digiboys demo was the best demo that never came out on vinyl. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I got so, <laughs> I got so bummed out. When he told yeah. me that, and I was just like, that that's the next a bummer. Band that started after. Wait, wait, hold on. Let me let me let my yeah. cat out because she's like clawing at my door. Hold on. You did Digi Boys uh, at the same time you were doing Ingrade, right? Yeah, and we would just play shows together sometimes. Just so like people came. Well, because you, you you mentioned a little, uh, what people, what other people, what someone else described uh, Digi Boys as. What would you describe it as? Someone hasn't heard it. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Actually, there was like uh okay i'm gonna get really specific on this but there's a uh, subgenre i guess you would call it um and it's called kbd killed by death there's a lot of uh punk bands in like 78 79 that released like on uh that just released these like singles and like small eps people can check out uh from that era was like a band like suburban lawns or we don't sound exactly like that band it was more of like the kind of garage punk like derived from that like sound or release from that era i guess it was like after punk died like if when people are like oh punk died in 77 or whatever it's all the bands that came out after like there's a gray period between punk and hardcore there's like this gray period 70 Mm -hmm. 78 to like 80 or something like that and it's all happened in like LA. So it was like the germs, screamers, suburban lawns. And then there was like a synth on top of that or like an organ. So, and then the, I guess the vocals sounded like, I don't know, oi or something like, I don't know. It was a... <laughs> so yeah, uh, the band camp is still up, right? Band camp is still up. And then we did play a, a few shows. We did play like two shows as a yeah. different band uh well the worst behavior release show oh yeah you played as digital right yeah 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 that's right david like, david mata who filled yeah. in on vocals for that yeah that was a fun set like seeing y'all do your thing and like hearing those songs i was like oh shit this is so sick and then uh playing the cover at the end that was fun and then yeah so after yeah so that that happened for a while and it was a it was a situation where we just posted a demo online and then like the next day like youtube kind of blew it up at least for our emails because we posted like copies of the cassette yeah uh, available available for bandcamp and then like i think like within a week it was all gone from like out of out of town orders was so, like Tumblr or like YouTube that was like just like spreading that shit? I think it was that channel Jimmy. Okay. There was a, a YouTube channel called Just Jimmy. It just said Jimmy <laughs> on it. And uh, they posted it 
And then the next day, I, it's like we got a bunch of orders in. And then we got a bunch of notifications being like, cha-ching, um, this person bought your demo on Bandcamp or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> so then... Was that the first time you've seen that or something for you to be that shocked? Yeah, I was very shocked. And then like later on, I checked Discogs and it was like being sold for like $20. <laughs> wow i think i think that was i think that was the number i think it was like 20 bucks holy shit 10 or 10 or 20 bucks and i was just like that should never be the cost of a demo yeah (laughs) yeah send that you're like send that money to me and then some to print this on the seven inch i could be yeah i could be like it could be like way too much but i think that was the number i saw i think it was like ten dollars and i was like even then that's still a lot and i was just like yeah no this should have just been a flat four because there's four songs on here yeah so um so were you what what y'all like did y'all want to pursue it more or did you just something that just like fizzled out it it fizzled out because uh members um moved away and Mm -hmm. you know and then yeah there was just some some issues going on and uh we couldn't continue the band and then i just i uh saw that program <laughs> didn't have a guitarist <laughs> yeah didn't have an uh their second guitarist something happened so i just talked to jaime i either talked to jaime or enoch and they mm-hmm. i just jammed with program like the next day or something like that oh shit so you just like continued and carried on um and how long did you did you jam with program i, I feel like it was a good while i remember seeing you at like a good amount of shows like with them I think it was like a, a year, year and a half. Um, and uh, I did like two releases. We did like a demo. We did a demo and we did a, a seven inch. And then, and that was like so cool because uh, I all were, I was always into band, those bands like, uh, like Porqueria and like uh, TRL. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, and Conquest of Bread. If you remember Conquest of Bread? Yeah, uh, Will was in it, right? Will and Anton yeah. were in it. Was this other guy named Joffrey or Jeffrey or some shit? Was in it also, I think. Jeffrey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, so I was like, it was super cool to be in that band because I was like, I have liked your bands for so long or whatever. Yeah. One of the coolest things about like punk and hardcore is you see bands playing whatever and then if you're a musician yourself you ended up you end up like befriending some of the bands that you that you like and uh then you you end up like being part of some of those bands (laughs) and it's like oh shit within like a year or two i'm like in this band with like you know these dudes that i admire as far as like their songwriting and just as people and now i'm like playing with them shows and recording i think like that aspect of punk and hardcore is like so fucking cool yeah, I, I kind of had that feeling when I started jamming with like, uh, you know, War Thread and Mud Dogs, mm-hmm. because I would like go to, I would go to, you know, I would go see like Regulate and DTD and and uh, Fallen Empire. You know what I mean? Like, oh I, yeah, I, okay. I was always like, I love that stuff, and and uh, like when I finally got to like play in bands with y'all, I was like yes this is yeah. the best i love it yeah so yeah yeah so still have that uh still have that db band we needed to do i'm not gonna say the name because the name is so good that i don't want it to be taken <laughs> yeah i was uh i was th- i was gonna say that if 
if y'all could do stuff uh, in the valley, if y'all could or, record something in yeah, the valley, I'll write the music and then I'll send you the the, the music and you just r- sing over it or write lyrics. Yeah, I would love to do that. So it we could still put that on the table. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's gonna be the right seasonal now, band. Yeah, right now it's like the perfect time for that because of uh, because of like COVID. I could just like go into the space like at one in the morning when no one's there and then I'll just like just scream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, towards the end of program, how did that happen, or what'd you end up doing? Uh, I moved. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, because I had just gotten an opportunity, a uh, job opportunity. Um, and uh, yeah. And then I just started bands, bands uh, here in Austin. What was the, the first the band. band you uh, you joined or, or started in, in Austin? Uh, I, uh, Damak. That was like, I had some, I had some DigiBoys demos that um, just never made it and uh, to the band. So I just, converted those songs into the mock and was it easy like to a, find people to like jump jump in it and like start playing with you uh yeah because i ran into dexter again at um this is austin not that great um we just started jamming and then uh one of my coworkers hopped on bass scotty and then that and then one of my other coworkers started mujeres podridas and asked me to play in that band so and uh, that's with, where we're uh, at right, right now with your, your current bands, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, Mujeres is pretty cool because it's all Valley people. Eddie, right? From BSA, isn't it? Yeah. He yeah. plays bass. And, who, and uh, who, who, are, who are the other members? And Drew. Uh, Drew, uh, she sings. And, and then Phil um, plays in some bands, other bands here, and plays drums. And then me on guitar. Cool. Uh, what were some of the last shows y'all played? Did y'all play any like uh, fest or uh, pretty big shows? Like, um, awesome? I'm trying to remember the last show that we played. I believe we played with Emil and the Sniffers at Barracuda. I think mm-hmm. that was the last show that we played. Have a lot of like venues shut down? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think Bar- Barracuda is gone. Beerland is gone. Oh, shit. Um, Mohawk is, is holding on by a thread uh hotel vegas is is surprisingly doing all right they be they converted into a restaurant and then they just they're kind of just selling food yeah keep, uh, keeping their, afloat yeah mm-hmm. they have their patio open but i think yeah the pandemic really just destroyed <laughs> Shit. you think um when shows are a thing again, do you think there's gonna be like this whole um, renaissance of like DIY shows and like house shows or just like generator shows? For sure, for yeah. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I definitely think that it's gonna be this like house show renaissance. And before the pandemic, there was a lot of like there was like a very prominent house that was doing. Those were always my favorite shows, and a mm-hmm. lot of really cool bands came and played at that house specifically. But um, yeah, I think there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of those kinds of shows when you know we're able to do that again, and uh, a lot of um, I hope that we start doing more like pedestrian bridge shows when it comes back. Well, that, did that end? Like I remember someone mentioning, oh, no more bridge shows or some shit. Uh, I didn't I didn't hear about that. 
I didn't hear that there was just a thing where there was no more bridge shows. Oh, okay. Well, but, since I live here, you know, like the rumor mill can go different ways. <laughs> so when I heard it, I was like, oh, maybe, you know, I was like, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure about that, but hopefully, you know, oh, you know, what we do have and oh, I hope I hope we can do this. Um, and I hope like worst behavior can like play. But uh, there's these tunnels um, at an undisclosed location. I, I they, heard they about that, this. They say it publicly, I guess. Uh, yeah yeah austin uh austin hi oh, uh, i don't know yeah i, but, I, I uh, i'll bleep this out but, or not uh, even there's like uh but uh no you could you could say it austin the austin high tunnels but um yeah so there's a lot of tunnel show there were like a good amount of tunnel shows for a second so yeah see i remember seeing like, uh, uh I remember seeing people like post Instagram videos or clips of like some shows at a tunnel. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was weird because it would be like a weird like it's like a yeah straight up just the acoustics of it is just so bad, and then um, so you couldn't really hear anything, and then mm-hmm. uh, everyone's packed in like sardines and use a flashlight to make your way to a tunnel where there's a bunch of people just like doing drugs and drinking and commiserating so and then the shows the shows wouldn't even happen until like three sometimes three, oh my god three thirty four something like that it yeah. was gnarly those shows are crazy and what time would they end uh yeah like four something like that oh, okay like three or four in the morning something like that i may be shitting myself you know i may be like fabricating it it you know my recollection was that they ended very late yeah yeah for sure if it was up to like uh, the valley they would probably have shows like that here (laughs) because fucking shows here start so late probably what oh um if it was up to like the valley they would like for have shows to end that late because shows here start so late like it's ridiculous like even if the band starts at nine that's early for people i'm like y'all are fucking insane Everyone has gotten this habit of show starting late. There was a, a a location that we were kind of trying to trying to scout as far as um, playing a generator show in McAllen. Mm-hmm. We were thinking about doing that for a second. There was a pedestrian uh, bridge area in McAllen. Oh shit! Wow. Yeah. There's like a. There was a spot on Bicentennial where we thought would be a good spot to do a generator show. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Yeah, that that would be dope. That was that would be interesting to see uh, that something like that happen. Um, speaking of like house shows and just random shows and shit, what's like one of the sketchiest house shows you've played? Oh, uh, there was a house that we uh like in in austin wherever valley in austin general yeah like a sketchy house Um, show a sketchy house show it wasn't a sketchy house because all the people took care of it and it was a a great house for shows but there's a house in edinburgh and there was it was just a situation where it was with jungle bodies um and uh we played a show uh and at the end of the night, it was us, Jungle Bodies, with the band Ghost Police from San Antonio. 
and it got really rowdy to where there were like holes in the there were like holes in the walls okay and i felt really bad i felt really yeah. bad about that there was like prop property damage and stuff like yeah that, that's but, that's yeah yeah it was like one of those situations oh there's another one where um it ended i don't want to say who played but it ended in like uh, a disgruntled um ex lover of one of the members in the band just like breaking a bunch of shit in the front yard like oh, fuck like uh fucking up like a garden and shit like that that was that was crazy oh, my God. Uh, there was a uh, show in little rock arkansas um and that one was pretty wild because i had to sleep there and then <laughs> you know oh like my god <laughs> it was yeah. A, yeah so yeah damak played a show in like little rock <laughs> and uh but i'm trying to think uh if anything notable or crazy happened but no i can't really think of anything like crazy or, or yeah. sketchy there was just all those situations where at at a specific house where like you would see like 20 people all come out of the restroom and you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's all that. Yeah. yeah. Sketchy in that way where it's like, you know, substances, but yeah, (laughs) but no, nothing too, nothing too crazy. Nothing super crazy. I'm still trying to remember. I think a lot of the craziest stuff I saw, uh, was at the VFW, and that was never. And then I hear it from you. I hear it from other people that that wasn't even the craziest shit. Oh no, man! There is a, there is a. Yeah, if yeah. Those walls could talk. For sure. They would be in, uh, very incriminating. Those, yeah. Uh, <laughs> me and a <the laughs> couple other people would be behind bars right now for assault. <laughs> yeah, those were. <laughs> would I have loved to have been a fly on the wall um, during that time but yeah. there was uh, instances oh my god there was so many instances of just sketchy behavior going on at the VFW while I was there and it yeah. was one of those situations where it was like the touring band uh, intimidated the fuck out of a local band and took their gear I, okay, I keep hearing about the story, but I don't know. I wasn't there, so I don't know the specifics. Um, but apparently it was like that band scarred hair, right? That someone jacked their shit. Yeah, someone knocked their shit. Uh, and uh, it was a, a very scary band because I'm not going to yeah. say the name. but if Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, don't, we, don't have to, we don't have to say yeah, who yeah. did <laughs> uh, That's I remember hearing about that, but I wasn't there for it. Which yeah i uh i think i remember pulling up to that show and they l- legit bought brought a uh a bench press uh, <laughs> yeah okay a- another band did that but yeah they, they, i think i think someone mentioned that too yeah they brought like weights and shit they brought weights and they were i think they were in the front of the vfw and i was just like hey dad can you drop me off at the gas station instead <laughs> Could you just drop me off at the? <laughs> yeah, I'll walk from there. Oh, I could just walk. Don't yeah. worry about me. So surprisingly, they were very. I don't know why my parents ever. <laughs> yeah, I know. You why know they what? Were so... Why they were so chill with it? So, uh, yeah, like me and my friends would do a bunch of dumb shit um, at the VFW, and then I would see like kids get picked up 
go home. I'm like, oh no, those kids are gonna remember that forever. And there's times now, or oh, man. not now, but um, where I would be at a bar or some shit, and then just some randoms mm-hmm. like, "Are you Danny?" And I'm like, I just looked at, I just look at him side eye, look at that person side eyed, like, uh, "Oh shit!" And they're like, "Are you? Were you in DTD? Were you? You're the singer, right? You used to play at the VFW." I'm like, "Oh fuck, man! Like this guy's oh, gonna be like, no. you beat up my brother, or like, like that champion." <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you and your friends beat up my brother or like you know my friend or whatever holy shit and i'm like yeah, oh yeah, fuck yeah. so i start i start gripping the beer bottle just case case shit goes down no. and then they're all like i remember y'all y'all beat up some uh my yeah no they're like i know y'all i remember y'all beat up this one guy and like his friends and i was like oh you're there for that and i was like in my head i'm like which time though and then oh, uh, no. so i was like oh you remember that he's like yeah that was badass, bro. I'll buy you a shot. I was like, oh, thank uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. I was like, I don't want to get into grip, some shit. The grip, uh, the grip gets less tight. Yeah, I was like, oh, thank God. But yeah. Anyways, oh, that's we, so sick. Yeah. <laughs> we could dive more into this uh, in the near future with like other episodes and shit. But uh, is there anything else you want to like um, cap off the episode with? Any shout outs? Um, yeah, I just wanted to shout out to, I guess, and. Uh, all the listeners and yeah just all the listeners and uh i just want to give a shout out to um yeah just the listeners who uh will hear a bunch of edits (laughs) (laughs) there were there were plenty of edits and yeah um, on my account (laughs) yeah i wanted to give a shout out to i guess yeah you and adam i think uh i'm gonna cap this off at um at uh just this one story and uh and then just this one last story and uh this shows the true testament of what bthc does i think and Mm -hmm. how uh welcoming and inclusive you guys are so uh my (laughs) my first band were looking for shows to play and i don't know why maybe you guys hit us up or something like that but we you guys asked us to play a show for davy's birthday party oh that's out right in, out in mission um and, it, wait was it in westlaco or westlaco somewhere, yeah, yeah, Some, somewhere I around there, it was, yeah. for some reason i thought it was like deep in like palm view or like it, it, it was in the middle of nowhere in westlaco it, was, it seemed like it, it should have been in palm view but yeah it was that it was like the palm view of westlaco i believe <laughs> Yeah, I I I, uh, I tell this story whenever any chance I get, but um, we definitely did not sound like any of the other bands that were on the bill, and uh, and I think I I feel like you asked us because we went to VTHC shows. That's usually the case, yeah. Yeah, we like went to shows and we participated, and uh, you had asked us, and we were very like grateful for that, and. Uh, so we were practicing and I think the, our vocalist just couldn't do the show. And we had like a few hours to do it. And we're just this like young, like metalcore band that sounded kind of like Black Dahlia Murder and like Kill Switch Engage or whatever with breakdowns. And we're just like, oh, we don't sound like anything like these bands that are playing. Um, but we're going to just go and, you know, have fun and we are going to play instrumental because we didn't have our vocalist bailed last minute 
and um, our guitarist uncle heard us say that and we we're practicing at their house for some reason and he said let me get on vocals oh so we were shit. just like we were just like we we're just like uh yeah i mean yeah he could just make some stuff up this would this will be real fun and uh, and so we were practicing with him and we couldn't hear his vocals because of just we were just too loud so we didn't actually know what his vocals sounded like and uh so we we end up going to the show we had uh kind of trouble finding that the the actual gig and um we eventually got there and there was like these floodlights and it was <laughs> and it was like kind of in the middle of uh like it was hidden nowhere. yeah it was yeah hidden. yeah who what how did y'all find this spot was this like uh, someone's ranch spot or something it was like uh someone's house and then they had like the backyard area and it had like this concrete like square shaped mm-hmm. area which was like perfect for enough for a band and like people to mosh on and shit mm-hmm. and uh i don't know i i guess adam had done like maybe two shows already or the owners of the house had done like a few shows and at, they had asked adam if he wanted to do a show there and something like that uh this was i believe this was like in the summertime right this or was in the summer, yeah. yeah 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 i think nine fight six played or shark tooth or yeah Radio one of those bands did play yeah did we play? we played for sure i remember that yeah and then um so we we pull up to the show and we were the first band to play and uh, we started the set to uh, to you know the group of people that were there, uh, mainly like you know uh, just hardcore hardcore kids. Mm-hmm. And um, we hear the vocals for the first time, or at least I did. And it was like it was like a saliva concert. Or oh fuck. <laughs> Oh no! Where it was like, it was like Breaking Benjamin. Oh, okay. Like, like when they would scream or like yeah. Three Days Grace. Oh and fuck! I just, <laughs> I was like, I was like very shocked, and because this wasn't what I had expected. And I, at the time, I was like a little embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, it was a situation where I was just like, let's get out of here. This was a really gnarly show. Like, yeah. I, just, I, I felt like I felt like I couldn't um, I couldn't go to shows for a little bit. Oh, no. <laughs> After that, it was just so gnarly. Yeah. It, it sounded it was like, oh, or, you know, what I mean? it was it was it was on that level. Yeah. <laughs> Click, click, boom. <laughs> click, 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 boom. Yeah. It was like Rock, Oklahoma. Holy like, shit. Uh, <laughs> so, but you know what? Like, I, even though if I wanted, wanted to say for like all the younger kids, like just to, you know, if you participate and, you know, you're going to be given an opportunity to play no matter how gnarly you sound. <laughs> Like BTHC is like such an inclusive, uh, like, like, uh, like booking 
thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I just wanted to just like genuinely thank y'all for like giving us that opportunity. Like my, like my <laughs> first band. You know what I mean? Yeah, no problem, man. It's because uh, I think Adam's like when we see young bands like that or like kids that are like really like into it, we see ourselves when we're that age or like when uh, we're trying to start shit from the ground up and no one would give us a fucking chance. And uh, I know how hard it is to even like make friends in the scene when no one knows who the fuck you are or like, you know, yeah. trying to just like get your, your your foot in. So we give a lot of bands chances enough so where they can find their lane and then go from there. You know what I mean? For sure. And it, it, it kind of uh, helped me to like branch out and kind of uh, kind of be the, the musician that I am today. Um, yeah. And it was like a great it was just like. I feel like whenever shows happen again and if you ask any of my like future bands, like I, I will vouch so hard to say yes yeah. for that. Um, and yeah, I just like, yeah. Any like young kids like listening. Um, yeah. Just start, start bands um, whenever it's like safe to do so or if you feel comfortable doing so. And, for sure. Uh, yeah. Let's just keep it. Yeah. Like uh, when it's all over, let's just like go hard and just like, you know, and click click boom click 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 boom yeah and uh yeah and um yeah that was it and um did you want to end it with a song from one of your bands or, or anything yeah uh i'll play um i'll play a song from uh the new mujeres podridas album uh muerte en paraíso um coming out on beach impediment records uh, and the song is called Te odio and I will send you the the track. All right. After this. And so. you are gonna about to listen to it right now. <laughs> All right. Great. Well, I'll see you later, John. I'll, I'll probably talk to you for another ten minutes here. Yeah. 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 All right. Y'all have a good one. Uh, enjoy the song. <laughs>